Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. There you will find a full list of our broadcasts from all across the technology spectrum, our social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso fast, hot, and intense. Hello, this is Jacqueline Sanders, black man, with another episode of Technology Express. So this is our live episode, and we have a guest in our studios with us today. She's a return visit, but and always welcome. So excited to catch up with Gladys Bolding. Hello, Gladys. Hi, how are you? Oh, doing awesome, awesome. We we almost uh, laughed our way into the start of the show. We were <laughs> just kind of catching up. And, uh, <laughs> yes. But, you know, it, it, it is great. You know, we, we're both so busy and, and going in so many different directions. From time to time we get to cross each other's paths, but it's been way too long. So I'm really excited to catch up with you. You've got a lot of exciting news um, and empowering news to, to share with our audience. So I'm really excited to, to have you back on the show. And and just to let our audience know, Gladys Bolding started here in Atlanta. First of all, uh, all-girls science fair. And Technology Express will have the pleasure of covering it. So please visit. If you're listening on the phone, visit the website, technologyexpresso.com and technologyexpresso.net takes you straight to the um, radio and iPod form where you get to see the pictures. We posted the pictures from the previous form, and you can see how all of the young ladies, they they competed. And then there's the hands-on hodgepodge of science, and Gladys is going to elaborate on all of that for us, so I'm just really excited and, and can't wait to jump in. So let's let's start. First of all, for some of our newcomers that we're introducing Gladys to, Gladys, take us back to where did even the name Biolog come from, and how did you come up with the whole concept and vision for the program? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you, Jacqueline, for um, inviting me and having me on your show again. I really appreciate that. And, um, you know, uh, getting to your question, the whole concept of Biolog actually developed um, while I was instructing um, at the college, and I still do um, teach here as well as serve as a biology lab supervisor. Uh, what I found was that uh, when I would teach my courses, um, people of color – were having a very difficult time, or I should say they were fearful of the equipment as well as the terminology and the topic itself, science. And so uh, and it, let me just say that it's very difficult to get um, adults that are in college to change their, their path. Usually they decide they want to go into psychology or social work. Um, they're not going to try to pursue um, a subject like science because they think it's too challenging. And so um, – 
another thing is they're fearful of their GPA and losing their scholarships. So what I decided to do was to come up with a program that could provide early intervention. So I decided that I would work with youth and starting off, you know, with middle school because I thought they would be easier to work with as well as high school students. But then through my journey, <laughs> I discovered that the best students are actually the uh, five-year-olds. Um, if you can, because they have no habits. And if you can introduce them to uh, STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math at an earlier age, you can give them a robust foundation. So um, I've actually moved from middle and high school to really covering everyone. So I give a comprehensive um, perspective or introduce that to everyone, not just um, you know college students in middle and high school, but I'm dealing with the youth also. And there's a huge demand for that age group. So I had a lot of parents um, you know, asking for it. So in the past, we've had uh, just two um, workshops that would focus on five-year-olds. Now we have four. And let me say that those workshops filled up. I put them out on January 1st, and they filled up in three weeks. And I still have a waiting list for that age group, that five-year-old age group. That is amazing, and I'm so excited for you because you, you really did. You put on a quality event. You know, I know, you know, I've seen other events with, you know, large sponsors, but you did it and very resourcefully, but you wouldn't have known. It just was just well put on and I know all the young people that attended. So clearly it must have resonated and the word got out. So don't underestimate word of mouth because like you said, you put it out there and it filled up. And and that's something parents have to understand. People are catching on to this so don't hesitate and think too long about it. When you hear about these events, you need to be on top of it because these other parents are. And, you know, that's that's kind of my – anything you want to add to that, Gladys? I would like to add to that. Um, one thing that's important to me is that the youth that participate in my workshops, that they have an authentic experience. I want them to have, you know, a real feel of what it's like to actually be in a science lab. Now, although, you know, the name of the program is Biolog, and, you know, I kind of developed that from um, Dialogue and about biology. However, uh, biology cannot exist without technology. All the advances that you're seeing in science is due to technology. That's why you know, technology and engineering, all of that is a part of science, and that's why I have incorporated all of that into the actual event. You know, so um, those um, components are important, and it's very important to me that they get an authentic experience. So I like to introduce them to um, equipment. You know, we use the microscope a lot in the lab, so, you know, I provide them with um, microscopy where they have an opportunity to, you know, see, you know, what a microscope looks like, get a chance to touch it, feel it, and actually look through it to view, you know, different materials. You know, so that's very important to me that it be authentic. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and I see, I didn't know a dialogue about biology. I love that. <laughs> now, <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's really gonna really connect it in my mind. So that that is awesome. You know, you you talked about especially once people are in college, they they've kind of either set up. Um, maybe their preconception or prejudice, whether it's against, you know, science or technology. So you, it's better to get them young. Let me actually take you back. And how did you mm -hmm. get introduced to biology? How did your passion for biology kind of get nurtured? 
Well, you know, mine is a unique situation because I actually was a late bloomer. <laughs> you know, I there was nothing in my past in uh, high school, in, you know, uh, school period between K-12 that um, – stimulated any interest in any type of STEM content period. As a matter of fact, I really don't recall doing anything hands-on while I was in, you know, school at K-12. Um, however, when I got to college, that's where my appetite developed. I actually started taking some science courses, and it was like an abyss because, if you know, I always tell people, if you have an appetite for knowledge, you definitely want to pursue something in science because it's always changing. If you think about microbiology, we had Zika and then you had HIV, you know, so there's always something new. So if you really want to learn, you know, you want to definitely pursue a field in the sciences. And if you want to, you know, do uh, research, that's another avenue that could be pursued where you can find cures. And um, I mean, mine is from the education perspective. However, I do delve into to a, a vast amount of science, you know, because, um, you know, I work in my microbiology. I also do uh, botany. I do environmental science. I do uh, cell biology and genetics. I do anatomy and physiology, you know, so I pretty much, you know, I delve into all of it, and, you know, because I just like the idea of learning new things and making those connections. And that's what I tell my students here at the college. I tell them that, um, you live science every day, but they, for some reason, they don't make that connection. You know, I tell them, when you go into the environment, there is someone who has a job, and they are called an environmental scientist, and they're checking your water to make sure it's safe for you to swim in or safe for you to drink. You know, so I give them examples of how science is relative to their life, and then they have never thought about it that way, and I'm not sure, you know, why that is. And, and I must say, it is challenging, you know. However, you know, life is challenging, <laughs> you know, so, but it's worth the investment. And, and especially today, because, you know, the, uh, bu the, labor, the Bureau of Labor has already predicted that the majority of um, jobs are going to require some type of STEM background. So that requires you to, to think critically and also, also to solve problems. And whether that's community-based or globally-based, so, um, you know, I think that's important, you know, important aspect of STEM. So, Absolutely, because, and, and, and maybe especially in the, the last year, you know, with some of the things with the, the Flint water issues and that type of thing, and even going back to Katrina, you know, there's some decisions that are being made that are affecting people's lives, health, you know, livelihood, even the, the future for their, their children. And you can't just always be passive and just expect someone else to make the right decisions on your behalf because it's quite clear if you're Absolutely. not represented at the table, um, you know, your exactly. best interest is not going to be covered. So it's not always about just kind of, like you said, just kind of passively sitting back and hoping for the best. We've got to have Absolutely. a seat at the table. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know something that you and I talked about because you, you've 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 I've used the terms a, a couple of times and we throw it around regularly is STEM, um, and which mm -hmm. you know I reiterate many times: science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, and like you said, these are the major areas as far as problem solving and and solutioning and analytical thinking, critical thinking. Um, and the knowledge-type jobs that are high demand and high paying. But, you know, you and I talked um, right before the show that 
we're seeing now people are maybe they're recognizing STEM. There was a time it, it felt like I know we were talking about it on our end here at Technology Express. So you were getting the message mm-hmm. out. Are you seeing kind of a change in the in a trend here? Well, you know, I I am, and I'm thinking that you know. You see STEM, you know, a lot now. You have a lot of programs out there that are, you know, trying to, uh, you know, I guess um, recruit youth, you know, to participate. You know, so, I, you know, I don't know because I know at one point they, people were getting STEM confused with STEM cells. So I, I'm not sure, you know, I, but let me say this. Um, I noticed that, you know, there's another organization, that, you know, they've included STEM as a part of their curriculum. So I'm thinking that by those organizations having access to those youth, the parents are becoming more knowledgeable, knowledgeable about what STEM is. So I think they're realizing the importance. I saw just last week on uh, TV where one of the um, reporters had mentioned how important STEM is going to be for future employment. So, um, you know, and that's a huge medium, you know, to get the uh, word out. So I'm thinking, you know, apparently they're getting it from somewhere. It's in the air. It's in the air. So it seems to be the new buzzword. So I'm glad to hear that people are realizing what it is and that it's important to get their children involved. So it's a good thing. Absolutely, absolutely. I I totally uh, agree. Uh, And like you said, some of those non-traditional organizations now are talking about Mm -hmm. STEM or having some type of uh, program. Uh, We've been approached by Delta Sigma Theta here locally to uh, do a presentation to parents. So, and it's a big problem because we're we're some ways we're a little bit behind. Um, because like you said, we've been talking about this, we've been networking in those groups and and still having empty seats at some of these programs, you know, going Mm -hmm. back three or four years ago. And the fact of the matter is, is we needed to be getting kids in the pipeline, getting those degrees where they would be graduating right now. So a a little bit of catch up and anybody who's talking about it, Keep the conversation going, but also recognize some of those forerunners and, and some of those unique programs like the the one that Gladys has put together um, that is really just well Thank thought you. out. And I'll tell you, Thank Gladys, you. I, and maybe it's because I'm in technology. I see a lot around technology, but I've never, I mean, I think like yours is very unique and, and, and really helps young people understand. And like you said, you do it in a, a relevant way. So let me, I want you to take this time to kind of break down what is that, what does that day and what are those activities that they would see and experience at your event? Okay, well, I can tell you one thing, it's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> you know, the the uh, logistics are huge. And, you know, a lot of times, yeah. you know, when I, when I, you know, I have a session that's filled, you know, I have, you know, people asking me if I could fit their child in. Well, you know, let me say, you know, we, we have to think about the resources because we don't want, you know, to have a whole bunch of kids just, you know, uh, at a table where they don't have elbow room. So those are some of the things that are actually taken into account when we make these decisions as to where we should cap it off because we want, you know, every child to really take advantage of the experience because when you come to and have and you participate in one of my workshops, I want you to have an experience. I want you to leave with something, you know. So my thing is, for example, you know, with the microscopy, um, students will have an opportunity 
to actually use a microscope, and they're going to also make their own slides. So not only are they using equipment, but they're also learning terminology. That's important to me. So my presenters are told, do not dumb down the words. They need to hear this. And so they get a chance to make wet mount flies using, you know, materials that are safe like yarn and sand and, and soil and stuff like that. So they're learning, you know, the parts of a microscope, you know, the eyepiece which you look through, the stage which you put the actual microscope on. And we also don them with lab coats because that's what we wear in that type of environment. So we want them to feel like they're a scientist. So they're getting the full gamut. They're getting an experience where they're using the authentic equipment, they're wearing the lab coat, and they're learning so much. So, it, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of thinking goes into generating these different sessions. So we have microscopy. We also have uh, the chemistry cosmetics because we want students to know or participants that chemistry goes into making cosmetics. So they get a chance to work with scales, and they use, you know, scoops and weigh boats. So these are all uh, the different types of equipment that you would find in a lab, you know. So and that's another thing. They learn how to measure, and they see what a small amount looks like on a scale. And then they actually get a chance to pick their own fragrance to put into their lip balm, and they can take that home, okay. Um, we also have... Uh, forensic botany. So I actually, we're creating a scene for them where it's a crime scene, but since we're dealing with small children, five-year-olds, the crime scene is going to be basically like uh, skulls from animals, you know, so no human remains. We're not trying to, you know, scare them. <laughs> so we want them to see, you know, this is something that you will find at a crime scene, and they're going to be looking again through the microscope, and they're going to understand what the word forensic means, what does botany mean, you know, and they're going to deal with um, uh, plants and, you know, soil things that you will find in the wilderness that pertains to botany. So, you know, there's a lot of thought that goes into them having, you know, this experience. And then we also think about the time, because we know that if they're five years old, that they're not going, we, we don't have their attention for a long period of time. So, but the thing is, we're able to keep them engaged for that one hour. So they, you know, most of the uh, time is allotted to them engaging in those activities. And what I'm really excited about this uh, year also is that we're going to have genetics, and that's going to be for the five-year-olds where they're going to learn about DNA and genes, and they're going to actually make their own DNA bracelet. So mm -hmm. I, I'm just ecstatic about these different um you know, workshops, and another thing is, see, these are things that they've never even heard of before, like genetics and um, forensic botany. They didn't know that these things existed. You know, the parents didn't either. So just to introduce them to that type of content, you know, I, I'm just, you know, hoping that, you know, some of them will consider something similar or itself to, you know, as, well, as far as a career path. Right. Exactly. Amazing. Mm -hmm. and And now, that's the, the kind of the, the hodgepodge of, of science. Now, there's also, and we will have the science fair this year, correct? That is correct. We will have the um, research-based uh, uh, STEM fair for the girls. Now, that's, that's strictly for girls because usually girls do not get the opportunity to participate in an actual research-based STEM fair. So, yes, that's strictly for the girls. 
Absolutely. And, and can you share with some of, I don't know if you can talk about this year but or even last year, what some of the examples of maybe some of the uh, science fair entries might have been? Um, yeah, I could share a few. Well, let me just say this. Usually I do not comp- you know, participate in that component, (laughs) you know, just because of the fact that, you know, I actually do the event and I don't want to show any bias, but I can tell you, um, you know, I have actually, you know, I have to do the announcement as far as who the winners are, but I could tell you that we did have someone who um, focused on an environmental science component where she looked at bacteria growth uh, on a table in comparison to um, a sink, so that was uh, uh, one that I recall, and she actually came in second place. And the first place one actually uh, did something on cancer, which was a fantastic project. All of them are fantastic, let me say that, because anytime anyone puts effort into it, you know, I think that that's a great thing because at least they're, you know, trying. And um, But uh, the cancer one, you know, was exceptional in the sense that, you know, this person was trying to um, show uh, basically how you could cure cancer. And I thought that was just a phenomenal project because it's so relevant to what's happening in, you know, society today that we're having these issues with cancer. So that's another thing. When you're thinking about, you know, these uh, projects or the research-based ones, you definitely want to select something that you, th- you know, that's relevant because um, I think that the judges have a tendency to sway towards those type of projects where they think, um, you know, pertain to the issues that are occurring in society currently. Exactly, exactly. And that that goes back to even, um, you know, what I had mentioned earlier, too, is that you can focus on those things that are relevant to your community or in the case of young ladies, you know, things that are relevant to women, um, and, and, and that's what's also intriguing. I often say, well, why should we wait for men to solve our problems? You know, they're, who knows it better, the problem versus, as well as the solution. And so um, that's a good point. And, you know, I would like to add to that because, you know, uh, to be honest with you, most research is done by white males. Okay, and a lot of times, you know, when, you know, medications are being tested, we're not present, okay, as in clinical trials. And that's not a good thing because most medications are not universal. It's not like a one-size-fits-all situation. That's why it's important that when clinical trials are taking place that you have the diversity so that you can see how different races respond to different drugs. You know, so um, that's, I tell that to my students at the college all the time, that, you know, I, you know, you have situations, unfortunately, where people succumb to clinical trials. However, if you have a disorder where, you know, something like, let's say if it was cystic fibrosis and you're not going to live long anyway, you're, you know, the predicted lifespan, I think, is uh, 30 years, then it's worth you trying a new type of drug that could possibly cure you. You know, but um, there's a lot of bias bias in um, research because of the fact that, first of all, in, in many of our communities, when I, I'm talking about people of color, what happens is that a lot of us don't have transportation. That's one reason. Um, another reason is we don't have babysitters, okay? And, and another reason is, to be honest with you, researchers do not seek us out. So that's the problem. But let me tell you what's happening. Um, the fact that we're moving more towards personal personalized medication with all this um, – discovery of, you know, genetics. It's in that particular area where we now have CRISPR. Now CRISPR is uh, a new mechanism that they are 
trying right now in clinical trials where they can actually shut down, you know, a bad gene. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, that's forcing people, or I should say, the um, the medical community, to start looking at personalized medication, which could remove the bias, which I think is a fantastic thing. Mm, amazing, amazing, mm-hmm. and, and it is. You know, let, let me let me pause. I I don't know. I'm getting so much out of this and such a, a rich conversation. I just even love this level of, of conversation. I'm speaking with Gladys Bolding, creator of Biolog, um, and which is both a hodgepodge of science for young people that's going to be held in Atlanta. Um, Gladys, tell me what the dates are uh, again. Okay, so the um, both events are you know happening at the same time, and that's going to be March 25th at Exchange Park Recreation Center, and that's on Columbia Drive in Decatur, Georgia. Absolutely. And I know that they're, um, they can sign up through Eventbrite, but as you mentioned earlier, seats are going fast. There's limited availability. Yeah. But they can always come out and cheer on and even observe. But there's also the, the science fair. And um, is there still room for people to sign up for that? Is there a deadline? There is room, um, you know, for people to sign up for the science fee, and the deadline is the 21st because we have to, you know, um, order tables and make sure that we can accommodate those that are already um, registered. So, yes, the 21st is the last day to sign up for the um, actual research-based STEM fair, yes. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I'll tell my audience, I'm enjoying asking Gladys these questions. We've got it for a few minutes more so if you are on the line and you have a question for Gladys, she even offered to answer our audience questions today. If you're on the line or if you're on your computer and want to dial in, it's 714-888-7506, and just press 1, and that way we'll know you're in the caller queue and you can ask Gladys a, a question. Um, but in the meantime, I would like I'm to add something else. <laughs> okay, sure. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You said I'm you sorry? wanted to add something. Yeah, I did want to add something. Um, This um, year, the STEM event is extremely um, special, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, Not only do we have great workshops, but also um, we're going to have education students participating as far as assisting the presenters. So this is a win-win for the the uh, participant as well as for the education student because they actually get hands-on experience. So we have education students coming from Georgia State University. We have some coming from um, MRSA, and we have several coming from DeVry. So I'm really excited about that because that gives them an opportunity to have real hands-on experience as opposed to, you know, what they receive in the actual school, whereas, you know, not – interacting with the child. So I'm really excited about that. Absolutely, absolutely. Can you share with us, you know, from your experience, because I, I know even just when we, we covered it and, we, you know, we would talk to people in the hallway and get sound bites and all the different pictures and just seeing how engaged the kids were, it, it just, you know, it, it just filled mm-hmm. my heart, you know, just seeing the, the the whole event it was just phenomenal just being an observer what what were some of the do you have any favorite sound bites or anything that someone has came up to you or said that really resonated with you um you know or even some of you what you would consider your success stories that from the the well, first event 
I do. Um, I have a, a, um, a family that has come, you know, so far every year, and I see that they signed up again. And um, she, this particular parent actually uh, wrote, you know, a little story on Facebook about the event. And she told um, one of the um, the uh, people on the team that helped, you know, put this event together because I can't do it alone. There's a team, and you are part of that team. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> um, but she told them that whenever she sees the name Biologue, that she is going to sign her children up. And she was saying how, you know, she has never heard of a lot of these uh topics that I introduced, you know, because we did have material science last year, too, and that was a, a big hit, and that was something that people didn't realize was also a profession where you're testing different materials. Like, for example, if um, we're trying to remove plastic from the environment, so they're looking for a better material to replace, you know, plastic bottles or plastics, period, that we, you know, plastic bags that we use in the store. So this parent has been extremely supportive, as, even as far as um, putting the word out there. Like you said, word of mouth is in important. So that definitely was something, you know, and, and we also did um, a survey and, you know, I, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm, let me say this, everybody has something positive to say. So there's something that we are doing right, you know, so I was really happy about that, you know, so um, I just hope that I can continue to raise the bar and, you know, and that's why, you know, there's certain uh, workshops that I will always have, like microscopy and, you know, uh, definitely microscopy because of the fact that, you know, it's, you know, my program is built on the microscope, <laughs> you mm. know, so <laughs> that's something I will always have, you know. Now, I do switch up, you know, because I like to keep up with the trends, you know, just like, you know, the drone session. We, we gave that drone session last year, and that was very successful, and we're doing that again because drones have become so relevant. You know, they're being used in, you know, um, fighting fires. They want to have a look at how bad the fire is. They're using drones. Um, they're being used out, you know, over power lines. Georgia Power uses them so that they can check a transmitter or something. So, you know, these things, you know, those type of workshops are very relevant. As long as they're relevant, I will continue to have them. But as things change, I want to change, you know, you know, with what's going on uh, as far as with uh, science, technology, and engineering. So I will always be uh, flexible. I will always stay abreast of what's happening and, you know, keep my stuff um, current. Absolutely, absolutely. And like you said, that things are always changing. And that's something that parents also need to embed in young people is just lifelong learning and a passion for learning and discovering because our world absolutely. is changing every day. So, and, and parents have to, you know, absolutely. And parents have to get past just thinking that you send them to school, they, they go from whether it's 8 to 3 and then, you know, come home and, and then sit in front of the TV or play your video game. They, they've got to continue. And that's why there's these extracurriculars, um, activities and, and that type of things and things to help them discover and get them exposed so that they Absolutely. know the wide range of careers that are going to be available for them uh, when they're ready Absolutely. to apply for college and, and jobs. Yes. Yes. And, you know, and my future, my future goal is to actually have a brick and mortar and to have mm. people come to me and also to do uh, professional development for K-12 educators. That is my goal. That's what I'm currently working on in the next couple of years to have my own building where um, youth can come after school and participate in these different type of workshops, you know, so that's what I plan to do. 
Absolutely. Well, you know, that was going to be my next question is, is what's next? And, and I see you, you've you got a, the, the big picture. I should have known. I had no doubt. That. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like you said, it's clear that you're doing something right. You're doing something that, that's great. And, and I know that there's so many more even beyond that waiting list that could benefit from this exposure. So maybe talk to us on from a um, a planning and um, progressive uh, perspective, what, what, how can the community help? How, you know, sponsors, maybe even, you know, just speak as if you're speaking to, to sponsors out there and what your appeal to them is in, in, in helping us grow this. Well, I you know let me let me tell you something. You cannot operate any type of business organization without money, okay? It, and that's another thing. See, um, you know, I, a lot of time, you know, right now these events are free, but they're not going to always be free because see, there's maintenance that goes into the equipment. I want to make sure I have the best equipment, and that requires money. And um, another thing is, you know, the fact that you're investing in someone, you know, and, and you never know which path they can take, you know, because you want these youth to make informed decisions, and they can't make those decisions if they don't know that this type of content or these type of careers exist. So if you're interested in, you know, providing Providing someone with an authentic experience and, and impacting your community, making it a better place, then, you know, my program is one that you should definitely invest in because if you come and see what I do, I'm, I'm, I'm certain that you would be sold because Absolutely. I put a lot into what I do. I believe in what I do. I'm passionate about what I do, and, and I enjoy doing it. I just truly enjoy doing it. I want to make a difference, and I think that I'm doing that with this program. You know, I hear that from parents. You know, I hear how excited the youth are. You know, just the fact that they've used the microscope, the fact that they've seen, you know, uh, skulls or bones, you know, and the fact that they can make lip balm. They didn't know that they can make makeup, that that was chemistry, you know. So um, if you want something, you know, you want to uh, – I guess invest in something that's, you know, authentic and you want to impact the community, then I would definitely recommend that you invest in me. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, and why, you know, I know you said that these won't always be free, but parents, like you said, when you see something of value and quality and you know someone's putting their blood, sweat, and tears and hours um, into it, um, you know, even if it is free, you can still make a donation and kind of play it forward because it's like you said, you got to reset this for the next group, and and every time you're you're doing, you're looking to find ways to make it better um, and Absolutely. more on the the leading edge. And you know, I I'm very strongly and I'm very passionate about that we invest in sports. If you have a child that you feel like has some type of talent, whether they have talent or not, I've seen parents pay good money for their equipment, for their practices, for their summer camps. So it's the same with developing our future engineers and innovators and inventors and thought leaders. We've got to invest and cultivate that. So, And it it takes money to stand up these programs. It really does. And, you know, and, and the thing is, science is expensive. That's just the truth. And so is, you know, engineering. Those are not cheap, you know, uh, professions. They really are not. And the equipment is costly. You know, however, it still can be done, you know. So, you know, just because, you know, there, there's ways that you can acquire that equipment. But, you know, like I said, it does cost money. However, you know, God has blessed me, and I've been pretty successful with, you know, acquiring the equipment that I need for what I want to do, and I'm very grateful for that. Where there's a will, there's a way. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, we've got to we've got to invest in in these types of things. We've got to keep them going. We've got to keep growing them. You know, and and I know you feel the the same way. Is that you know we want to get to the point where you never have to turn away someone that really has a desire or interest. Yeah, you know that. I really thing. feel bad about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but there's nothing I could do. You know, I just don't want to have a group of kids in a room and we really can't interact and engage because there's not enough space. <laughs> you know, it's just Absolutely. you know. But I I try to do the best I can. You know, that's why usually I cap them off at 24, but this time I capped it off at 30. You know. Wow. Wow. And it's yeah. not, and, and it's so, but not even sprinkle. a reflection on you. It's really that it, it, it's time for some of those sponsors and even you know bigger organizations to you know see that you've done your proof of concept. In my world, it's about hey, I did my proof of concept. I showed that this is needed, viable, wanted, and and can be successful. Now let's scale that, mm-hmm. and we need to to bring out those resources and put you know the you know, money behind it to let us scale it, to make it possible to scale it, and so that no child, you know, has to be turned right. away. And so that Absolutely. has to be our goal and our mission for next year, for sure. Oh, yeah. And I want to thank, um, you know, Commissioner Larry Johnson because he actually sponsors the event, and because of him, that's why I have that facility. So they shut down an entire facility just for this event. So I really appreciate him doing that. Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So once again, just tell our audience how they can get in contact and, and, and get involved with the um, event that's coming up, and don't forget to give them the date, but also how do they get in contact with you if they know of some resources or just want to even make a donation? Right. So you can go to uh, Biolog. Uh, well, you can actually email me. You can email me at biologprogram at gmail.com, or you can also email me through my website, and you can take a look to see exactly what we do. I have um, um, images there, and it tells you a little bit about me, and that's at biologprogram.com. So those are uh, definitely two ways that you know you can get in touch with me, and I check my emails on the regular, so that's not a problem. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, this is just one event, but it's it's still so important to get connected, to get in the loop. Um, I know Gladys, if you want to reach out to her, get connected, she'll inform you maybe even of other resources if you're not able to make this one. Um, and if I didn't mention it already, we will be there at the event broadcasting live. We'll be taking pictures and posting those on social media. So we always try to give both our local and even our extended STEM family kind of exposure to great programming so that they can see and feel partly what you're missing so that next time you know when she says she's posting her date, you're there day <laughs> one, and we're we're going to sell this thing out. Um and on the other hand, too, you know, so that you can see what we're talking about, witness it for yourself, and be so moved to to help and, and find out how you can be part of making this thing um, available and, and grow to what its full potential. So I, I'm just really excited that, you know, our paths crossed, and that came from networking and, and so on and so forth. Yes. And like I said, this is a whole new area for me because I'm, I'm a techie, but, you know, <laughs> the the biology aspect, bless all of those. You know, I told you I was going to tease you about those pictures. I want everybody to go and find, <laughs> what is your uh, Twitter uh, handle? 
Well, you, it, I have several, but Bolden Gladys is one. That's probably where you'll see <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, cow heart. <laughs> if, if, if you got a weak stomach, if you want to get gross that <laughs> I was like, what is yeah. that doing to me? <laughs> uh, this is all good stuff, though. <laughs> it is, it is, and the kids are going to love it. I mean, I think there was one yeah. with some worms all over the place, then there was, yeah, what was right. it, the cow's heart? Was it the cow's heart? Oh, my. See, you're. Yes. <laughs> that, uh, just give me wires and some hardware. I, I can't, you know, I don't know about it. Science. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it's some but good stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. And and we got We have to keep the young people exposed um, and give them yeah. all of their options. And so I just want to thank you again for, you know, taking some time today. And is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience or to, um, you know, just, just share about the, the overall experience? Well, you know, what I would like to say is, you know, it's very difficult to put the experience into words, but if anyone out there who's listening has the time, come out and take a look and support these children, you know, so that's an invitation. That's what I would like to do. That is awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you again. It's been a great show. I'm looking forward to the uh, event, and, um, you know, Technology Express, so we're here for you any way we can, and uh, maybe after the event we'll catch up and, and hear about yes. the uh, Science Fair winners and all the activities yes. and then talk about let's get that building. Let's start put, putting up some bricks. Yes. So, <laughs> Thank you so much, to. Jacqueline. Thank you so absolutely, much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Technology Expresso, and just stay tuned, stay in touch, and remember to always listen Learn, leverage, and launch. Thanks, everyone. You have been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. For a full list of our podcasts, social media handles, and upcoming shows, visit our web portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. Join our text club and get monthly alerts of upcoming events and initiatives. Text the phrase, full steam ahead, to 41411. Financial support and donations of any denominations are welcome. Your contributions help us sustain and reach undeserved communities who benefit from the many programs, role models, and technologists that we showcase. Thanks to our sponsors, partners, and thank you, our listeners. And remember, we encourage you to listen, learn, leverage, launch. Running your business is no easy task. Sure, we would all like to relax on the beach, go to the spa every day, and just live free. For many business owners, that's not the reality. For the lucky few, they know the secret. You know what the secret is? Delegation. Yes, real bosses know how to delegate. Just because you know how to do it doesn't mean you should. Think about it this way. Let's say you charge 95 an hour for your craft, but you spend four hours per week scheduling social media and an hour a day monitoring monitoring and commenting. You just spent about $855 when you could have delegated that service for an estimated $100 per month. My point is, spend time doing what you love. You started your business as a passion. Why turn it into work? Here at the Carvey Executive, our motto is, how may we serve you? If you're not sure how or what to delegate, 
we will help you figure it out and start you off slow because if you grow, we grow. Some of the services we offer are basic admin support, email management, social media management, online marketing, small-scale sales funnels, and if you are launching a book, a program, a webinar, we have something called the Launchpad where we will be with you from conception to completion. We have a great team of people that when put together, uh, we make a grand team of experts. Look for us on any social media as the Carvey Executive. You can also email at info at com, or you can visit our website at thecarveyexecutive.com. Good day, great people. Sean Thomas here, the Entrepreneur Her. Thank you so much for your support of great programming like this one at Technology Expresso. Are you a corporate or professional ready to leap and start a business but do not know exactly how to separate yourself in the marketplace? Or maybe you're a small business owner struggling to get the word out about your amazing business. Well, I want to help you do just that. My creative marketing agency has the unique ability to market your products and services in such a way that your clients and customers will be more than attracted to you. We help you build credible visibility through digital storytelling that is personal yet professional. We create amazing websites, social media marketing campaigns, and much, much more. If this sounds like what you've been looking for, I want to talk to you. Give me a call at 404-796-8858. That's 404-796-8858. Once again, 404-796-8858. Look forward to talking to you soon. Sean Thomas, The Entrepreneur Her. Hello, Tech Expresso listeners. Did you know that Technology Expresso is more than just a STEM talk radio platform? Here at Technology Expresso, we are about putting talk into action. We have extended our platform to include an interactive STEM portal called Tech Expectations. We want to help get you motivated and inspired. Tech Expectations can be the tool you need to help you connect with the resources to execute your vision. So visit our portal at www.techexpectations.com. That's www.techexpectations.com. And start exploring your options today. You have been listening to Technology Expresso Radio. For a full list of our podcast series and upcoming shows, as well as our social media handles, visit our web portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. Here you can always listen live through our live studio. And we want to send a special thanks to our sponsors and thank you to our listeners. And remember, we encourage you to listen, learn, leverage, and launch. And as always, thanks for listening to Technology Expresso Radio.